0: Give me head, give me head, give me headlines, and give me head... Do you want to know what's going on in the world of Hollywood? You're about to find out, because we're going to give you head, give you head, give you headlines on... Give me head, give me head, give me headlines. I'm Kevin Smith. (laughs) I'm Ralph Garman. The show opening gets longer. It's a lot of head. Yeah. I should write it down instead of just winging it. Cue you know, cards. I guess. uh How you doing, kids? It's me and it's Ralph, and we're going to give you the straight poop on what's going on in the world of Hollywood and high finance. High finance? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're changing shit up this week, man. <laughs> you're going to talk about NFTs? That's right. We're going to do a whole fucking show about beeples and stuff. Um, so whether you're fungible or not yeah man are these fucking fungible fucks or not um what's going on in the world of entertainment i rely on ralph because he does a fucking daily show at the ralph report which if you're not a member what the fuck is your problem uh patreon.com the ralph report um what's going on what are, what are the headlines cuz i'm i'm reeling from the loss of jessica walter i love oh her. you're right fucking come on bro we just start the show, and I'm like, give me the headlines, and i ready with the Depression. Fuck. That is the headline. I know. That sucks, man. What a grand uh, grand lady she was. Uh, Lucille Bluth has a place of honor in this house. We got artwork of her hanging up and stuff that I got. From. Genius. Oh, so good. I got, I got the artwork from Gallery 1988, and he's in the news this week. Yeah, he is. Jensen blew the fuck up, man um we'll get to him in a second but yeah uh where'd you first see her before you know long before arrested development oh yeah i remember playing
1: misty for me
0: yeah right going way to fuck back um with clint eastwood man his very first directorial debut she was the
1: psycho fan she was indeed and he was the dj and i carried that story
0: with me for a long time into my own career did you really did you ever have was, like a, a play Misty for me moment on the radio? I
1: kind of did. What the fuck. I uh, I slept with a girl who was a listener, and it 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 was fine, but it was always intended to sort of be a one off. I thought, right, and um. And she didn't feel the same way. And then she uh, wrote a letter to management at the radio station saying that I uh, dosed her drink and that I uh, forced myself on her. When did this happen? This was all pre-Me Too. This was uh, back in the day. Made up a story wholesale just to try to get me in trouble. When was this? Years ago when I was on the radio. But I mean, like, did I know you? No, I think it might have been pre-You.
0: Wow, man, fucking I over a decade ago. Um, well, how did it resolve itself?
1: Luckily for me, she had a shred of decency and felt bad about it and recanted the story and uh, and told everyone that she was just upset and so she—that's why she uh, made up that story. But it, it was—it was weird. It was terrifying. Um, she. she it, so you got a little uh, uh, agitated
0: with me. It teach you not to go fishing off the f- fucking broadcaster's pier. It told me to be more careful. I know that much. Mm. Do a little bit more research. So you didn't give up um, fishing for sharks. You just started putting on metal gloves. That's right. I got a cage. Look at you, man. Goes into cage. Cage, cage goes, goes into in the, the water. Into the sharks woman. Sharks in the water. Sharks in the woman. You're a shark. <laughs> Um. Wow! Look at you, man. Fucking having your own play, Misty for me. What other Jessica Walter movies have you lived, Ralph? Uh, <laughs> that's it. Not but, how you about. Know, I, I worked
1: with her husband,
0: Ron, Ron Liebman. Liebman. Really? Yeah.
1: My very first job And then ABC after-school special. He was the star of it, and I was the uh, one of the co-stars.
0: And they were married, of course. They uh, were for for many minutes. He passed away a few years ago, right? Yeah. Um, the two of them, I, you know, became overly familiar with, um, in the early days of cable TV, when I would watch repeatedly up the Academy. Oh, of course. Rod Liebman, Ron Liebman was a character and Jessica Walters, like was in it as well. And of course it has the, the, like him trying to down low fucking solicitor where he's just like tickle your ass with a feather and she's like what did you say and he's like particularly nice weather um mad magazines up the academy they took their name off it at one point though i know which was crazy like what were they running from they were the bastion (laughs) of quality like they wanted it to be their animal house but it wasn't gonna be but rather than like you know be like well it's still a fine movie they're like cut and run get our fucking even though the Alfred E. Newman statue is still in there, yeah. Um. Well, what? Well, how did she pass away? Do we know? Um. As
1: as 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 time of this recording, uh, her daughter just said she passed in her sleep, but they did not name a uh, cause of death. So, fucking life is cruel. God, she was so good at what she did. And what an inspiration too that she had, perhaps her most success late in life in her career between uh Arrested Development and then also she was brilliant on Archer, Archer as well. I don't know if you yeah. ever watched that animated show. She plays uh, mom, right? Yeah, and she's brilliant in that. And so uh, late in life, she really got all the success, which is
0: inspiring. Um She was, uh, Lucille Bluth is a, an amazing fucking character and she played it to the Hilton stuff. But um I mean, not to bring the room down, it's already down, but remember like, in one of the last rounds of, rest of development, like she was crying during the press tour, yeah, because you know, they were like gaslighting her, going like, "No, no, that's not what happened," or whatever, yeah. I, um, boy, I, I just pissed in the pool with that one, didn't I? People <laughs> were like, we're already feeling bad enough. You got to bring up the fact that fucking they made the poor woman cry.
1: Well, we're going to feel worse. Why? With my next story,
0: which is. The loss of your friend, George Siegel. Yes, George Siegel. Siegel. Another massive talent. The Siegel had landed, and now he's taken off for the great Mm. banjo concert in the sky. George (laughs) Siegel was such a class act, man. Like, uh, Look, who knows if between the time I saw him in Roller Coaster as a child, the Sense Around movie, and the time that I met him in real life while directing on the Goldbergs, Perhaps he was like, you know, some serial killer, you know, fucking human skinner, fucking puppy eater or something. But the man I met was so merry, Ralph, such a merry man. So and, and you know, directing on that show like does not require, um, uh, you know, the Martin Scorsese for heaven's sakes. They got such an amazing fucking cast and crew. That by the time I walked onto that set, like, you know, I was just there to say action and cut. And it was so arbitrary. Anybody on the cast and crew could have done that. They don't need a director is what I'm saying. They need a showrunner. They need a writer because that's where they get all the great stuff from every week. But directors just fucking come and go. So I'm not saying I didn't try, you know, but it's just kind of like you throttle down when you're working on something that has a very specific look that you have to imitate and stuff like that. You know, it's not like, how am I going to shoot this? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. you're going to shoot it the way the Goldberg shoot it and stuff. So that's a long way of saying you, you got some time on the set and I like to keep things cordial and happy and fun. And you know, we're making a sitcom. So fucking like we better all be enjoying it and shit. Even if it is easy, criminally fucking easy and stuff. So when he would come on set, I would play with George all the time and just be like, here he comes, the seagull has landed, everybody, fucking. And he would, he just, he would crack the fuck up. But like, it was me, like after takes, you know, we do a rehearsal. First time we ever rehearsed with him and stuff. Introduced myself, said hi, and went he's a lovely dude. We start the rehearsal, he fucking rocks it, and afterwards I'm like, oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen, now we see what fucking Mike Nichols saw. <laughs> when he was cast in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and he would, like, crack the fuck up. Like, I guess not a lot of people quoted his fucking repertoire back at him on the show, but, like, I would be like, oh, the pathos of uh, fun with Dick and Jane, as evidence there. Barbara Streisand never had it so good in allen and the Pussycat. And, like, just always fucking shouting out his legendary, you know, fucking uh, uh, resume and stuff. But the... I told him at one point, like this story, I was like, um, I said, George, like my mom, like when I told her that I was doing this episode and I said that I was working with you, she went crazy. And he was like, why? And I was like, because like when my, when, when I was a kid, my mom loved you. Like her and my dad would see all the movies and she was, a don't know how else to say it. She was a big George Siegel fan. And she would comment on you and how charming you were. Like, I'm not saying she was looking for a hall pass, but, like, it was that <laughs> level of, like, oh, my God. So anytime you were in a movie, and in, and in my childhood you were in quite a bit that my parents would go see, like, my mom would gush. And I guess it made my father, like, jealous and uncomfortable at a certain point because they came home from a screening of Fun with Dick and Jane or Roller Coaster. I went to see Roller Coaster with my father, so I'm pretty sure it was Fun with Dick and Jane that my parents went to. And they must have had an argument on the way home from the theater that was ending just when they came in the house. And it gave me one of the only times in my life I ever heard my father curse, like use a hardcore curse word and shit. And the tail end of the argument was my father going, well, if you love George Siegel so much, why don't you just fuck him, Grace? You know, (laughs) fucking." they went to their separate (laughs) corners. So he loved that story. And he goes, listen. They're giving me a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Will you come present and tell that story? And, like, I had just met the man on that episode. It's not like, you know, we'd known each other for a couple months. But I was like, sure, can you, you know, who's the other person? Because there's two. And he's like David Spade, which made sense because him and David Spade were on Just Shoot Me for years. Right. But, you know, I was just like isn't there anybody else and he was like Kevin most of the people that could and would speak for me are dead now and i was <laughs> like i'm i'm right there for you george i'm i'm there and it was absolutely fucking lovely so you know the ceremonies as they do it they put you right on hollywood boulevard and stuff and the traffic's going and they put up i mean it was before covid they put up little stanchions and places for people to sit and whatnot But you're talking right there on Hollywood Boulevard. And, um, you know, he had his wife there, Sonia, who he had, like, was a high school sweetheart. he had lost touch with and then had a career and then met up with at a certain point again later in life and was like, oh, my God. And they got married and shit. So she's there. And I tell this story, you know, because I was just like my mom, you know, after that, I told my mom, like, we're I'm working on the Goldbergs this week. And, you know george siegel's in it and my mom was like how does he look is is he still sexy and you know and so abc was like oh my god please let us fly your mother out for a taping of the goldbergs and i was like oh wow wouldn't that be awkward i mean my mom's widowed but he's still married and shit like that and then i had a heart attacks shortly thereafter so you know everything got scuttled you had to so. fuck everything up i did with my poor health Um, But what a lovely fucking dude, man. Like, you know, one of the rare cases of meeting somebody that you you know, whose work you'd seen or always admired. And then suddenly, bam, he is like a good dude. Um, He was he was just so easy to make laugh. I put up a clip on Twitter and on my Instagram of him at rehearsal and Troy Gentile, like just cracking him up just because of his delivery. (laughs) Like Troy was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And George just loved the delivery and would start fucking cracking up, man. He was a good dude. I remember saying to him at one point, like, we did a take and we fucking, like, before I yelled cut, I would just be like, and now, ladies and gentlemen, we know where Denzel Washington got it from in carbon copy. Give it up for fucking George Segal. And he would just, the smile would fucking break his face in two and he would just, like, do that silent laugh. It, it was so, so nice to like give like uh something back to a dude who had given a lot to to me as you know in some movies i saw but particularly much more to my mother apparently yes apparently fucking masturbatory fodder so uh to be able to make him fucking giggle and laugh and shit like that was a real joy um and he died in the middle of a a bypass if i remember complications
1: from the surgery yeah
0: oh man um huge life though 87 years i wish it could kept going man Great. Massive dude. talent. Huge yeah. loss for uh, the Goldbergs as well. He was their weapon. I can weapon. imagine. Pops was a secret weapon. And, and you know, talk about fucking a pro like you didn't need to do a bunch of takes with George, like even though he was an older man and stuff like that, he was, you know, his memorization skills were still. That's one of the first thing that, that goes on an actor. It's yeah. Your ability to memorize dialogue and his was still top notch. But, mm. What a great guy. It was a big loss um, for the whole world uh, this week, particularly for his family. Our, heart goes out, our hearts go out to his family, of course. For sure. But it's so nice that my life intersected with his for you know that brief moment. Otherwise, I'd just be like reading news like everybody else and be like, oh, man, fucking dude from Roller Coaster. Dude, uh, fucking the baby's dad and fucking look who's talking. Do
1: you ever see The Hot Rock?
0: Yeah, of course. I love that film. Um, him and Redford. Him and Redford, who he was, he spoke very fondly of. Um, not just like in interviews, which I read, but also at one point on set, he was talking about when Bobby, well, you see, when Bobby was doing this, that's my <laughs> George Siegel, and I was like, who's Bobby? And he was like, Redford. And I was like, oh. I said, look at you showing off. <laughs> Whip out any more 50 cent fucking names at us, George? He was so <laughs> fucking delightful. Um, hearing that he passed, made me regret uh, that I had not gotten back to the world of the Goldbergs to I was supposed to direct to Goldberg's the day after I had my heart attack three years ago. Wow yeah, I was doing like the showtime special that night, and the next morning was the first of six, seven days on the Goldbergs and hmm. so for years I told Adam Goldberg I was like, you nearly fucking killed me I'm not coming <laughs> back to your show." Um, yes, uh, rest in peace. And uh, as we uh, as we say, uh, what, what do we say? They will be missed.
1: They will be missed. Hey, what do you think about uh, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate? I'm sorry. You okay? I'm sorry. You all right?
0: What happened? There? Are you, Pierce Brosnan. Is one of us having a stroke? What, where did this news come from? James Bond's Pierce Brosnan yes.
1: is going to be playing Dr. Fate aka and, kent nelson in black adam
0: you know i'll be he's honest just, with you it just made me a little more interested in that fucking movie
1: i think he's, he's rounding out the uh justice society
0: i think he's a good cast man i
1: do too i think it's a great grab
0: um yeah lucky for them and kent nelson's a cool character and he puts on the helmet of naboo and becomes fucking dr fate so yeah that's sort of the
1: sorcerer supreme of the dc world
0: yeah I'm down with that, man. He's got a fucking—he's got that headpiece, which is amazing. That'll look great. Yeah. in the movie. Um, I'm—I didn't know that. I'm down like a clown with that news. Fuck. Yeah. Man. Yeah. More, I'm, more Doctor Fate and everything. Number one. Number two. that's a good casting call right there. I agree. Fuck, man, that's hot news. You got any more?
1: Um, Helen Mirren has okay. signed on to be the big bad in Shazam Two. Who's the big bad,
0: Mister Mind? She-
1: she, no she is uh i think she's working with mr mind i mean they don't, they're keeping the, the plot under tight wraps but she plays the daughter of atlas so apparently the uh the gods are involved in this in some way but uh, please
0: tell me her character's name is ayn rand that'd be amazing no i don't believe so um that shazam is a darling movie yeah it really is it i really enjoyed is. it yeah it's, it's so well done so um, and not
1: just because it takes place in philadelphia pennsylvania
0: yeah that was your hook into it that was the thing that made me despise it but uh, how dare you just charm just charm city such a charming little movie and stuff Adam yes. Brody with a spoilers cameo at the end yep I hope he's coming back for fucking two I think they all are good the Marvel I wish they had
1: uh, got into production a little quicker I think uh, the uh, the kid who played Billy Batson now is uh, I think he's out of college yeah mm-hmm he's like fucking well I'm not my second <laughs> wife and middle-aged billy <laughs> it's
0: william okay william batson yeah i stopped being billy a long time ago after my third marriage billy's the asshole that got married three times <laughs> william will never get married again Shazam
1: <laughs> it stuck half my lightning <laughs>
0: Uh, there it is kids fucking can't think of a higher note to go out on than that fucking Ralph made us laugh made us think as well (laughs) important (laughs) lessons about life and love did you have fun here did you get the headlines if you did it's only because uh, one of us is aware of the news apparently one of us reads (laughs) Yeah. Uh, give it up for the great Ralph Garman Let's hear from my bestest babble brother and my good buddy Kevin Smith. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the news for this week. We gave you head, we gave you head, we gave you head. Lines? Give me head, give me head, give me head, lines, and give me head. <coughs>